Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs! My name is Tyler. And I'm Ethan. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. This is a new podcast we've created to be entertainment for your morning commute. We've known each other for a little over 13 years, 14 years at this point, and in that time, it's been a goal of ours to never stop being creative together. Unfortunately, that grew a little more difficult and we moved away, but podcasting seemed like the next logical step for us. We've kicked around ideas on what to do for years, and we finally settled on sticking to what we're good at. Since we met, we've been going to movies together, reading the same books, listening to the same music, and having in-depth conversations about all of it. We used to spend hours in the local bookstore behind the movie theater going back and forth over what we just saw. Really getting down to the nitty gritty of the content we take in. So our goal here is to bring that to all of you listening. It's going to be a literal review, a little bit of theory, and the occasional hot take. So thanks everyone for listening. And we promise this intro will just be a one-time thing. So without further ado, Tyler, what did you think of Game of Thrones this week? Well, Ethan, I actually didn't watch Game of Thrones this week, but I did celebrate 52 consecutive weeks of publishing an episode of the Bacon and Eggs podcast. Wait, Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast with new episodes every Thursday, available wherever you get your podcast and now on Spotify? The very same, Ethan! That's the podcast! That's the podcast! Right <laughs> it's been a whole we year, guys! We made it a year! Feliz cumpleaños a us. I know, I know. So we wanted to do this special bonus Sunday brunch. This is, you know, I we just wanted to do take this time to answer some questions, talk about our first year, and maybe adjust the board a little bit because it got a little hecky towards the end there. Yeah, it turns out we ranked a lot of movies. We did. And and I will say a lot of people ask questions about, you know, have has what what's one thing you've learned over the last year? I think one of the things I've learned is that it's easy enough to rank like superhero movies against each other it is very hard to rank all movies against each other (laughs) (laughs) that is accurate when it comes down to like is perks of being a wallflower better than star wars (laughs) right it's like it's just like a tough conversation to have in some ways like (laughs) not because it's necessarily difficult but you know just because it's difficult they're on different rubrics so it's like it's tough it's tough it is tough you this is not updated what is not the big board so i'm just saying we're gonna okay well i could do that real quick but it's gonna no no let's let's dissect yeah it's gonna change well so we're gonna so first of all let's let's run down what we did this year real quick okay so we've put this podcast out for 52 straight weeks did a couple couple episodes to kick it off there were three of them i believe if i'm not mistaken yeah it was uh iron man thor no not thor iron man incredible hulk and iron man 2 right yeah so we did those wow the one really great movie and two <laughs> really bad movies right off I the know. bat right off god the bat. first episode or first week I mean, Marvel did the same thing, and Infinity War was rad, so I think they're doing all right. Are you saying we've gotten to our Infinity War? We Technically, we passed Infinity War, but... <laughs> right, but I mean, in, in in terms of us. Oh, no. No, it's still coming. Ten years, Ethan. Ten years. Like 18,000 episodes or whatever. Right. <laughs> anyway, so we put out 55 total, episodes, Ethan, total normal so episodes. <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. Calm down. <laughs> Whatever. 520 episodes is an insane figure. Yes. Because we only, this year we put out 55. Mm-hmm. That feels like so many. Yeah, it's a lot. 55 Those are episodes. just normal episodes. Normal episodes. We did 13, most of them were on Sunday brunches. When else would they have been? Christmas. Oh, yeah. Christmas is like a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah Christmas. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas brunch. The Christmas brunch. What do you think of those movies? Those movies sucked. What? Elf does not suck. No, but Polar Express. Polar Express kind of sucks. Elf does not that suck. Was, that was a shock to me. That was a jolt to my system. Like, yeah. oh my God. These are bad. 
This is bad. This is, this is a bad this movie. Is really not. So good. we'll figure out what to do for Christmas this year. We might have to dig into the back catalog to find some Christmas movies that are uh, good. But we'll, we'll figure that one out. We still got a couple months till Christmas. We did. We ranked sixty-one movies this year, Tyler. I know. Sixty-one. I know. It's a bunch. Sixty-one movies. We watched. 61 movies in the last 52 weeks. That's a lot. Just, and that's like... just movies we watched for the show. Like, I saw other movies. I saw a few others, yeah. That we didn't talk about. Like, I saw The Meg. We're not going to talk about The Meg. Not going to talk about The Meg, although The Meg is higher on my list of potential films to talk about falling every day than some others. But, uh, yeah, we, talk, we talked about a bunch of movies. We saw a bunch of movies. And it was a good year. You know, uh, you were running down some stats uh, just now. 13 brunches, 55 episodes, 68 uploads, 61 movies, and... We talked about the 61 movies with 20 different guests. Now, three of those guests were on twice, and that was John Negroni, Seamus Gorman, and Julia Kendall. Love all of you. So Seamus are... will see you in November. Yes, Seamus will, will up his number to five. Come And as soon as we put those episodes out, we'll get a, a message from John Negroni that's like, Hey, uh, <laughs> When up? am I returning? Yeah. <laughs> when do I get my trilogy? <laughs> Dear John, John, we could talk about, it may be all one episode, but we could talk about three different How the Grinch Stole Christmas movies with John Negroni. We got a, when is that, is that one coming out this year? Yeah. The new one? Yeah. It's like a prequel, right? Is it? I think it's a prequel. I don't know. John, sure. if you're listening, DM me. <laughs> we had 20 guests. Those are Ben Carlin, Nate Pratt, John Negroni, Julia Kendall, Seamus Gorman, DK, Jonathan Carlin, Carrie Peg of Nerdium, Chris Mellahan, Wheezy Waiter, Sam Jones, Stephen Pappas of Is This Adulting, Tessa Netting of Variety of Fames, Jim Swindell, Jordan Balky of Super Carlin Brothers, Isaac Carlson of Watso Videos, which, by the way, before I name the last four, I just need to mention that there has never in the history of Earth been somebody as kind as Isaac Carlson. <laughs> Yeah, we've he's an incredible person. We've we've I've had a met, lot of great guests on the show. Oh yeah, everybody's super nice. But I've met a lot of people and like nobody has filled my kindness cup as much as this person. Anyway, we also had Sophie Baker known as the Bakey and S. Fun Mayor. Grizzly Voices, and Sam Bowerman on the show. Bowerman. 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 Samuel Bowerman. Yeah, everybody who came on the show this year is just, it was a delight to talk about every movie we talked about with you guys and gals and, you know, everyone. 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 It's been super fun. And we already have exciting guest stuff in the works for 2019, so things are going to be great. It has been a minute since we did a guest. It has, but we're about to do a bunch of guest stuff. We're about to do a bunch of guest stuff, right all in a row. Yeah. That's how I like to do it, you know. A lot of people like to mix it up. Some guests here, some guests here. I like to do a lot at once and then not a lot at once. Fair enough. Well, let's so let's tackle the big board. The what did I refer to it as in this description? The Mac Daddy Sutra, Super Mega Ultra List of Bacon and Eggs movies? Now, this we we decided since writing this that this board will be retired today. today. Once once I hit save at the end of this, it's closed. Make a, uh, you make a new post. Share it on Facebook, share it in the Discord, share it on Twitter. It'd be hard to share on Twitter, but... I'll just do a Twitch ASMR stream of me reading the names of movies. <laughs> Number um, 46. Do you want to, do you want to, like, read the whole the thing? Wasp. Do you want to... <laughs> Do you want to just look at it and... I mean, I, I can read the whole thing. It's just going to... I got to need to put... and to fix numbers if we do that. Well, I say don't read the whole thing. I want you to tell me... Here's here's my proposal. We each get to propose three changes. Okay. Total. That's it. Okay. Well, so let's... Otherwise, the list is perfect. Let's set some baselines first. Okay. 
we're all in agreement, but by we all, I mean you and I, the two of us. Both of us uh-huh. are in agreement that Dead Poets Society was the best movie we saw this year. Yeah. Okay, perfect. It's, it's honestly not even close. And we both of us agree that Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace is the worst movie we saw this year. For the podcast. What did you see that was worse? Uh, Overboard 2018. Oh, I don't even know what that is. It's uh, it's a remake, and it's it's it was not good. Okay, anyway. well, for the podcast, this is yeah. the... Yeah, okay. So this is the worst movie we saw. Okay, perfect. Just want to set that baseline, make sure that we were working on the same level, just saying, you know, we didn't need to put Deadpool 2 as the worst. Right. And that you weren't going to make some last case for Infinity War. No, I, I think Infinity War... I know you're going to disagree... But I actually think Infinity War is right where it needs to be if you consider that we reviewed all of these movies from October 2017 to October 2018. I don't understand your caveat there. I think when like, else would we have done them? Well, I mean, if we look at it in 2028, Empire Strikes Back may have aged better. But I think at this oh, point... Oh, Empire Strikes Back will certainly have aged better. <laughs> right. I, I'd be willing to make a bet that by October 2019 that you will not rate Infinity War higher than Empire Strikes Back. I've got one. Okay, propose. Oh, I guess if I'm just going to go ahead and propose it, I don't need to write it down. <laughs> this is a pretty drastic change. Okay. I think Spider-Man Homecoming moves up to number 10 from 18. So that would be ahead of Deathly Hallows Part 1, Fantastic Beasts, Return of the Jedi... Prisoner of Azkaban, The Last Jedi, Back to the Future Part 1, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's actually... And Deathly Hallows Part 2. It's actually weird. Um, I was going to suggest we move Spider-Man to the new number 12. I am okay with that. I don't I've, think... I don't I don't personally like it better than Raiders. So you're saying ahead of the Back to the Future, though? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I was at I least going to I was at least gonna force you to move it above Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Spider-Man um, Homecoming is... It just incredi- it continues to fill my heart with joy. Mine, too. I actually... Uh, I don't know if you know this. We're having a party tonight for the show, and uh, we're going to have music playing just quietly. It's going to be scores from different movies we reviewed for the first year. And then on the television, muted with captions is going to be two movies and because f- that's about how long a party takes and uh the first will be the force awakens and the second will be spider-man homecoming there you go. okay so i'm cool <laughs> close the book on that one i'm down okay so it's moving up it is moving below, up below raiders raiders okay that's fine with me that puts it top 15 i feel comfortable with that yeah i mean the top 10 is and this is where where the reason we kind of got into doing this list because the top 10 gets really funky really really epic <laughs> yeah it's just like obviously dead post side is the best movie reviewed all year like yeah. It's it's far and away better than The Force Awakens as far as grand scheme, you know, talking about the umbrella of everything movie goes. The Force Awakens is, is just not as good of a, a movie. It will be more visually appealing than Dead Poet Society, though. Yes. <laughs> and that's not to discount any of the Star Wars movies, especially not The Force Awakens. It's just like you're just playing on a different playing field. And that's part of the reason. Like the top 10 is, is a little little strange right now. And I, I don't necessarily know if it's going to change or if I have a change I want to make to it. I mean, I have a change I want to make to it, but I, I'm not going to get away with it. You want to take out Infinity War? No. You want to move Infinity War? I don't want to take out Infinity War. I th- still think Thor Ragnarok is a better Marvel movie than Infinity War. Can I propose a change? Or do you want to do one and then I'll do another one? Um, Yeah, let me see if there's anything that sticks out to me. I might. Because I don't want to get like too nitpicky with it and be like, well... Iron Man 2 is obviously better than Back to the Future 2. So we should move it. <laughs> we should move it from like 58 to 57. Right. <coughs> I know. I'm looking down through here. Rogue One is terrible. I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, let's see. I haven't seen Solo since theaters. I can't believe we put three movies in between uh, the first Avenger and the Winter Soldier. That's where they went. I know. That's just. I wild. would probably lower part three, Back to the Future. Below Winter Soldier? Probably closer to like Revenge of the Sith. Back to the Future part three is not wearing well on you? It wasn't bad. It's just like, I think what's, what's going to last with me from that series is the first one 
and the other two are just like movies. Well, okay, I don't I don't have anything right now. Let me What what is your next proposal? I think you're going to be mad at this. Okay. I think I love this movie and I think that it's very good, but I think we have overrated baby driver where do you want to put it i want to put baby driver down to 13 nope i think nope. back to the future raiders deathly hell is part two thor ragnarok and monty python are is, all better than baby driver it is not worse than back to the future hard stop i don't know if it's top 10 worthy like of the movies we have to choose from i don't know if baby driver i would knock deathly hell is part two out before i knock baby driver out of the top 10 Deathly Hallows part two was sweet it was and i think we can there's a good statement to be made there and you know i know you have some questions for later on about how we feel about the list and standouts but i i, I would put if you're gonna knock something out of the top 10 because you're saying oh it's not top 10 worthy it's definitely deathly hallows part two before baby driver for me okay any other changes you see that do you feel are but i will i will bargain with you okay i will bargain with you we can put Baby Driver below Back to the Future if you put Infinity War below Ragnarok. You're really moving Infinity War there. You can move Ragnarok up. I just don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it. I think Infinity War is amazing. Why, though? What is so amazing about it? The snap. Who cares? The movie didn't earn it. The movie did it not did. earn the snap. No, it didn't. It flat out did not. The movie was sweet. The movie was all right. It was If the snap hadn't happened, the movie would be nothing. It would be pointless. Absolutely worthless. People would have just been sitting there like, well, why did they even make this movie? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is just like, there's no, there's no plot here. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh... I'm not, and I'm not saying like I hated Infinity War. It's just, I don't feel the need to sit here every day and be like, Infinity War, Infinity War, Infinity War. Greatest movie ever made. Nobody has anything else to say about it. I feel like Infinity War brought into... I feel like Infinity War brought continuity and uh like the ability to discuss the mcu in ways that none of the movies leading up to it like none of the 20 movies or whatever leading up to it were able to yeah you're absolutely like, right because it, it felt like every movie leading up to it was a movie based on comic book characters and the discussion could be had about how they related to their comic book counterparts but then once infinity war came out and this was this sort of the case for most of phase three but once infinity war came out it was like these are their own versions of their characters and their source material does not matter yeah, you're absolutely right. And and it is the most important Marvel movie. I do not think it is the best. Those are okay. exclusive. And if this was a list of, you know, most important Marvel movies or maybe even best Marvel movies, I would agree with you. But I don't think it is the best movie. I don't. Okay. And, and, and I'm not saying you got to. OK, I'm not saying you got to put it below Ragnarok because I no, do. We can, I we do can put really it love below Ragnarok, Ragnarok, but I, I can't. I cannot let it sit above Empire. You can't let Ragnarok sit above. No, Empire? I can't live. Let Infinity War sit above Empire. Well, I tell you what. Why At the end we... of the day, big text conversation. It's like, and I was prepared when we went into Empire to be like, this movie isn't as good as people say it is, and it just is. Empire. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It just is as good as people say it is. Star Wars is that good. Star Wars is. And uh, did you see the news? Uh, about Taika Waititi directing part of The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I've never been I more excited for a TV my phone. show. I've never been more excited for a TV show. I just hate Boba Fett. It's not about Boba Fett. Uh, it so is going to be about Boba Fett. No, it's, it's so a different is. Mandalorian. Uh, for, for the first episode, I I, mm, I don't have a good feeling. I got a, I got a bad feeling about this. Do you? That it's just going to be... Because not, not even that I hate Boba Fett so much as I hate Boba Fett people. Oh, the Boba Fett thing is stupid. People are like, Boba Fett is the greatest Star Wars character. No, he's not. No. You know who else isn't the greatest Star Wars character? Admiral Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, before we lose the plot completely, what are we discussing here? You want to move Baby Driver to below Back to the Future? Yes. Definitely above Last Jedi. Okay. And then we can swap Infinity War and Ragnarok. Oh, I'm not swapping Infinity War and Ragnarok. I don't want to put that above Empire either. Okay. I don't want to put any of the Marvel movies above Empire. So what we can do is swap Infinity War and Empire okay. and then move Ragnarok and then swap Infinity War and Ragnarok. So put Ragnarok between Empire and New Hope. Yes. Okay. 
Because I do think... Put Infinity War... So that would leave Empire, Ragnarok, A New Hope... Monty Python, Infinity War. And it brings Raiders into the top 10. It does bring Raiders into the top 10. I would have said I preferred Back to the Future to Raiders, but I'll give you that one. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I feel like Raiders is more timeless. It doesn't have the, like, peeping Tom thing, which is good. It's got that going for it, which is nice. Uh, but think, it also is entirely pointless. Yeah, but for me, on a, on a grand scheme of things, it's like, if, if you pulled the, you know, audience, the general populace. To? What? Do you want me to do that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you do Twitter polls. I hate them. <laughs> they always end up in my favor. Yes, because you lead the question. I do not. Yes, you do. And your fans are skewed. I do it from yours too. That's all our fans are skewed. <laughs> I don't have you the movie so. taste of the average 21 year old. That's true. Okay, so where am I putting under Back to the Future Baby Driver? That That is a big, that hurts a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm talking about movies about cars. It's not about the cars, man. Nope, that says Baby Driver again. Okay, so we've completely we made four changes off two proposals three proposals off of we can only make two more changes is what i'm trying to say okay unless you like are like whoa whoa hold on hold on no i mean i'm i just keep looking through this list and not actually reading anything i know it's just like what i love the list but i get i love it. all these movies all these movies are great why can't we all just be friends? why can't they all be number one right um um jeez. do we do we stick with the statement we made about Age of Ultron being better than the Avengers? I don't know if it is, but I feel like it is a compromising moment of our integrity if we change yeah. our mind about that. I think we got to stick with that one. Yeah. Can, I think the can Ready we Player make... One movie has not aged well with me. Ready Player One? I wouldn't say Ready Player One is better than Ant-Man. I would. You, you're thinking about the book too much, Ethan. No, I'm not. I liked the movie. I enjoyed okay. the movie. Okay. I really did. I And I, ma I made this point that it is different enough from the book that I was able to enjoy it. I don't know. Ant-Man's not that to good. To all the boys I've loved before, is it 45? Good lord. Yeah, it's not that good. I know, but that's low. No, it's not. Let's see. Where do we have... I'm just trying to think of movies that I like. I feel like are a little inflammatory. Uh, I was going to say we need to lower Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but that's exactly where it belongs. Where is it right now? 52 of 56. Well, it's more than that. But is it? Yeah, because there's oh, there's yeah. more movies in here that haven't been numbered. But yeah, 54, yeah, the only things worse than that are are or what's worse than that? Thor: The, Thor, the Dark World, Deadpool 2, The Incredible Hulk, and Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Honestly, that movie was so bad. Honestly, okay. Has Deadpool 2 at all aged well with you? No. <coughs> no, I never want to watch it again. Neither do I. It's kind of ruined the first one for me. Yeah, I never want to watch the first one again either. But okay, ooh, I got a proposal. It's not a huge one, okay, but I I think I think it's important. Okay, okay. It's, I want to I want to flip Guardians of the Galaxy and Scott Pilgrim. You want to lower Scott Pilgrim? I do. I was gonna say Scott Pilgrim over Mean Girls. Really? Yeah. Well, then I I mean I'm cool with that too. I do think Scott Pilgrim's better than Mean Girls, honestly. I do too. I think I mean if you look at a, a full audience, that might be the case. But if you look at two 25 year old guys who really love pop culture and video games. I think yeah. Scott Pilgrim's better. But I just watching the movie this time for the show lowered my opinion of it. Of what? Scott Pilgrim. I think there are definitely things like because I to the uneducated every time, eye, I think it's a generally perfect film. But yeah. I think when I watched it this time after watching so many good movies, that's what I'm saying. Is like if it, watching it isolated, I was like, this movie's awesome. Watching it very unisolated, I was like, oh, the movie's all right. The movie could. But have I been think better. Guardians of the Galaxy is a little low as well. I do too. I think Guardians definitely can go up. Uh, I would put. I think, I'd do a little three-way switch. And I'm, are you there? Yeah. Did your recording, recording stop? Or 
No, I just hit the mute button. Oh, okay. Um, I would do a little so, three-way switch. Honestly, between... where, I, where I want to put... I never thought that I would be the one saying this. But where I want to put Guardians of the Galaxy is either right above or right below Black Panther. It's better than Civil War? I think so. It's definitely... I will say this. Definitely more watchable. It's definitely more important. I think it is equally important. A Civil War? Yeah. I don't think so. I, as, if we're talking about the importance of Marvel movies, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy is the second most important movie in the series. Because it... Because it allowed the series to become what it has yeah which is so weird because it went in such the wrong direction on the second one yeah well i mean that's just that happens look at deadpool 2 i know it's it's a case look of at iron man 2 it's a case of them going man we had a really good thing here let's try way too hard to make it better let's ruin one of the best characters instead of just being him. like let's just do it again let's give them a different story i would have just done it again that would have been fine that's what i'm saying do do, yeah. do everything the same just put a different plot on it yeah okay so i think I, and I, whether it separates from Black Panther or not, I, I don't know. Killmonger is really great, but I think it is better than Civil War. And I never thought I would be the one fighting for Guardians of the Galaxy. I would say of those three, and this is sort of a different argument, Ronin is the worst villain. I would say it goes Killmonger and then whatever his name is, and then uh, and then Ronin. Yeah, I would agree with that. Although Civil War, although I will Civil say War though, is, is really good, but Civil War is kind of a mess. It is kind of a mess. I do feel like it dabbled in what Infinity War achieved better than Age of of Ultron. Although Age of Ultron did have the, the dream sequences that well, I think are going to come back in Avengers 4, but I think Civil War advanced the story a little more, and it very much dives into the, like, are there consequences for being superheroes thing. Well, yeah, that and, and like, the thing is, and, and we've said this before, you can't look at the Avengers movies as sequels to each other. You have to look at them as the, the compilation of the phases. Right. Because, like, if you look at Age of Ultron as a sequel to to Avengers 1, it's not as good. But if you look at it as a sequel to Phase 2, it's really good. Yeah. And that's the same with Infinity War. And, and honestly, Infinity War is more a sequel to, to Civil War than it is to anything. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I think... Got, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, because it's got the... Uh, well, it's really more of a sequel to, like, Black Panther. It's a know? sequel. I mean... T'Challa remains a wet noodle. Uh-huh. It in, takes place in Wakanda. <laughs> Infinity War is the, the convergence of all the Phase 3 movies. Like, you have to see every Phase 3 movie to get Infinity War, to really get it. Yeah. It really... Yeah, it doesn't pull any stops i will say okay so let's make the three-way switch and okay. then i want to ask you if there's a film we can raise and where you would like to raise it okay so we're putting guardians of the galaxy where under or above black panther uh i would say below black, below black panther. panther okay i think killmonger really was it really is good yeah and and i i've never particularly liked michael b jordan and that was a very changing experience yeah okay so guardians of the galaxy up scott pilgrim above mean girls yeah did we do anything with the Lego movie or just leave it where it is? Leave it where it is. Now, there's another movie on this list that I think deserves a little more attention, and I don't know where to, but definitely should be raised at least five points. Okay. What movie? I want to take you to what's currently ranked 32. Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Okay. I would say because of Infinity War, mm -hmm. Doctor Strange is a much better film than it was before, and now we live in a world where Infinity War exists. Okay. I would say that... Because of that, it's better than Solo, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Incredibles 2, and would be in the... I mean, then you get into a bunch of... You gotta either move it... Off genres. Yeah, you gotta move it either above Perks or keep it below Fallen Stars. I would say Titanic. I would lump the three of those together. Nah. And I would say... Nah. Well, okay. I don't, I don't think it's... I think that, that Doctor Strange would be the separating moment between that and Titanic. Between Perks okay. and Titanic. Because Titanic is... There is something just about the size and scale of Titanic. I, d that, I agree. And if, if there's a film on here that I think we definitely underrated... No, I think it, it is rated. I, I mean, that's your opinion. My opinion would be Titanic is way too low. But at the same time, I have no idea where I would put it. I just like... I, I, size and scale only counts for so much, though. Right. It's like it's not that great of a story. I definitely 
probably wouldn't say Doctor Strange. Is I mean, you than could. Titanic. You, I wouldn't say it's better than Titanic either. But I think you could move Titanic maybe up above probably Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I think you could go as high as. No, because below. then you really start to get into storytelling. Yeah, that's what we keep valuing here on this list. Clearly, is is the ability to tell a convincing tell story. An and I, story. I consistently have thought for my entire life the Titanic. That is where Titanic falls short. Is the ability okay. to make me care about Jack and Rose. Well, at least you're able to articulate that point. Yeah. I never would have before. I've, I've classically subscribed to the school of Titanic sucks. Well, it doesn't suck. But... It doesn't suck. No. Okay. okay. So that is our last change. That's our last list. change. Just humor me and let's go through it real quick and make sure everything looks all right. Nothing else that jumps out to you. Are you going to go through it? Oh, you want me to read it oh, now? Uh, I don't see anything else that I would have changed. Um, I do want to make a couple comments on mm, the list. Can I? Yeah, if you got one that you feel can like I you make need a, to bring up, it's go ahead. Real, it's real nitpicky. It's one okay. position. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black, Black Pearl is better than Deathly Hallows Part 1. Ooh. That was not one position a minute ago. Um, um, on my list, there's yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Between. We moved Spider-Man Homecoming. And that's where I think that that's when the separation became unapparent. I remember saying that as like, well, Curse of Black Pearl is not as good as Spider-Man. And it's not. No, Spider-Man is, and Marvel's doubling down on this if you follow them anywhere. Spider-Man is easily their most interesting character. And that was the case in 2002 it's with the Raimi thing. It's always been the case. It's always been the case. But that was the case in 2002 when they did the Raimi thing. And then in 2008, they were like, we're going to make Iron Man and Captain America our big deal again. And then as soon as Spider-Man Homecoming came out, it was like, Oh, right. This was the most interesting character for 60 years for a reason. Right. Oh, there's a reason we... Yeah. Okay. Well, now that yeah. we got it back, let's <laughs> let's do Spider-Man, guys. Come on. <laughs> let's do the thing that's interesting. Spider-Man... I would say Spider-Man as a character to me, is more compelling than Batman. I think Batman has better villains. I, I think, think Batman has better villains. That I think Spider-Man, Peter Parker, more interesting than Bruce Wayne. Spider-Man, more interesting than Batman. I think that I am very happy that we did not rank the Dark Knight films this year. Oh, we could do those with John. John Negroni, did you like the Dark Knight trilogy? DM me. Bonus we'll points if you didn't. Actually. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I loved it. Okay. I was like, bonus points if John didn't. I'd be surprised if he didn't. I, but I would love to have that conversation with John. Yeah. It's like, John Negroni, Dark Knight trilogy hater comes on the show to defend why he hates the dark knight trilogy <laughs> i mean i can definitely see arguments for one and three i like to me of the trilogy in in the context of the trilogy one is my favorite as a film two is my favorite and i like three either way that's good i still maintain that uh, that The Dark Knight is the best movie ever made about a superhero. But I do not think you can call it a superhero movie. No. If you put that movie next to Thor Ragnarok, it'd be an uncomfortable experience. It's just, like, it's not fair to either film. Because you're asking them just yeah. to stand up to different standards that aren't compatible in any way. Right. It's like, Thor Ragnarok, you're gonna be like, that movie's a lot of fun. But Dark Knight is no fun. None. None, none whatsoever. No fun. <laughs> Zero fun, Okay, sir. so I want to move Curse of the Black That's Pearl. fine. You can do that. Okay, cool. And that... That I'm, cements the I'm list. I'm hitting save. I mean, I'm hitting save like... I'm hitting save. Obviously, I'm going to come back and edit it because I need to put numbers in. But, like, for all intents and purposes, the list is closed. list is Shut closed. Shut the book on it. Okay. So... Now we're going to... Oh, go ahead. Let's talk about the list real quick. I want to talk about the franchises we covered. Okay. I think... We, uh, we hit I don't some really good franchises. ones. We did some really good ones. I think what I was most disappointed out of the franchises was the inconsistency with the Harry Potter films. Yeah. In terms of just overall quality. Yep. I didn't like that the first four had a different director. Or first three? First One and two were the four. same director. Three was a different director. Right, four was a different director. And then five, five six, seven, eight. Fantastic Beasts 1, Fantastic Beasts 2. All, all David the same director. Yeah. Yeah. I In a perfect world, Yates would have done all of them. Right. Let him cut his teeth on the non-complicated ones. Yeah. Because he had done, like, clearly, clearly he is the perfect person to direct Harry Potter movies. Right. They are, like, the just the aesthetic, the, the score, the... 
the look, the direction, everything for the last ones is perfect for the movies. Are they perfect movies? No. Five and six are I seven and eight are a lot better. Fantastic Beast one was better. Yeah. But if you let if you let David Yates and obviously I don't think David Yates was like I don't even know who he was. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. And it's not like you're gonna give the Harry Potter movies over to some no name for the first one. Right, right. And I get that, but it's just it hurts the series. I, it hurts the series. It does really hurt does. the series. And and you could say the same thing about inconsistency with Star Wars films in that, you know, the, the highest ranked one on our list from the prequels is at 40. And then the highest ranked one from everything else is two. Well, the pre- prequels are bad. Like, right. They're just flat out bad. Like, right. They shouldn't have been made. Yeah, I agree. Like, nobody's defending those. Just that then that's the thing is like, there is no Harry Potter movie that is as bad as The Phantom Menace. But there is also right. no Harry Potter movie that is as good as Empire. Right. Or as good as The Force Awakens. And that's where I, I can't think... believe there are people out there that didn't like The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're wrong. They're what we call incorrect. I mean, it was so good. They're the people that are trying to be upset about Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, the Star Wars community is part of the reason I don't participate. Yeah, you, the Harry Potter community is great. Star Wars community is terrible. The Harry Potter community can be just as just as frustrating they can be frustrating but they're not like they're not mean mean right they don't like attack daniel radcliffe on social media i don't think he's on social media is he not my point (laughs) (laughs) right i agree i agree um i totally agree yeah so and then it's hard to even look at marvel as a franchise man it's just such a beast it is such a beast and up until infinity war i felt like like i said a few minutes ago the continuity didn't really matter like yeah it matters more as you go along but like the fact that the incredible hulk sucks is forgivable right and and i mean it matters within the the series is that exist like the captain america series the iron man series thor series right like it matters within those but on the grand scheme of things it's like they're almost hard to compare yeah except for iron man one and two because they were, they were both the phase one two. yeah right but like iron man three is just a different movie than iron man one it's a christmas movie yeah you, and you can't hold the dark world against ragnarok like right yeah and even yeah, if you even if you like look at interviews from the actors and everything it's like it's no surprise to them right yeah well and that's the thing when you do you know 21 movies with 17 directors the fact There's that the, a lot of the fact the mcu has as consistent of a look as it does is astounding oh yeah, i guess it is all amazing. the same producer but yeah it's all feige yeah and i'm sure he's got a pretty demanding hand in it right uh, so good and bad of the list what is one movie that surprised you positively and one movie that surprised you negatively i feel like my gut reaction to the surprise me negatively was deadpool 2 um but i'm not gonna i wasn't even considering new movies in that i was thinking more along the lines of like i have seen this before and i am shocked at how good it is or shocked at how bad it is uh thor the dark world i'd never seen that so i had i had seen it i saw it with hunter and i had a very fond memory of seeing it i remember that and uh it was just such a disappointment yeah it's a um it's a bad movie and then one that ranked better than I expected. Uh, there's a few that come to mind. Return of the Jedi. Obviously, we ranked a little high, but was better than I thought. Deathly Hallows Part 1. Um, my, I mean, my surprise out of the whole thing was Deathly Hallows Part 2. Deathly Hallows Part 2 being as amazing as yeah, it was. as really good as it is, I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, so those are those are really the two that, that stuck as out As far to as me. negative, I knew Phantom Menace was bad. Oh, my God. I knew that it was, was bad. That was a shock. I knew it was bad. But, like... Watching it again this time, I was like, this movie is terrible. It is unwatchable. Yeah. It's it's painful. Like I can't like, I cannot express to you, dear listener, how large the gap is between The Incredible Hulk and The Phantom Menace. Yeah. The Phantom Menace is literally unwatchable. With the Incredible Hulk, I would probably give like a five out of ten. Yeah. Like a fifty percent. If we're thinking about Rotten Tomatoes scores, I'd give it like a fifty percent. I think that's what it got. And it deserved it. Uh The Phantom Menace deserves like a six. It's so bad. I don't know how it's ranked as highly as it is, honestly, because it doesn't have a terrible Rotten Tomato score. I mean, it's still Star Wars. Uh, yeah. 
that's I mean that's it. But people always blame Rotten Tomatoes for the fact that blockbusters do well. It's like Star Wars movies are going to do well because critics are going to have more people read their blog if they give Star Wars movie a positive review. That's not the case anymore, but was the case in 1999. Yeah. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, Star Wars Phantom Menace has a 55. That is generous. That is generous. (laughs) That is generous. Audience, 59. That is generous. Yeah. That's out of a million. Look at this. If you told me I'm making a movie with Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, and Natalie Portman today, I've forgiven all three of these people for this. I would be I like, that's going to be... I haven't an- forgiven Liam Neeson for a couple things, though. This isn't, it's not just a Phantom Menace. No, he's definitely very hit or miss. Like, But, like, Lego Movie, Schindler's List. Uh, I don't know these other two movies he's got high ratings for. Uh, oh, The Grey was awful. The Grey was bad. Uh, Taken. Taken was all right. Oh, God, they need to stop. Gotten, they need to stop making them. I agree. I don't know what's going on. Narnia. Trumbo. I've never seen Trumbo. I'm not. <laughs> I'm pretend I, have. I was like, you watched the movie about <laughs> Dalton Trumbo. 82%, Ethan. You have not seen the movie about <laughs> Dalton Trumbo. Anyway. There's no I, way. I believe that. No. It didn't even gross $100,000 at the box office. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Well done. Alrighty. Or is that budget? No, it's box office. Yeah. That's, 26 some. That thousand. seems low. 28000 That seems very low. Yeah. Well, you know, things happen. I think he was like nominated for an Oscar. No, Brian Cranston was nominated for an Oscar. That's, that's who plays. I don't even remember Liam Neeson being in the truth. I don't know. It's, I'm sure he was somebody. Yeah. Looks like he's very prolific in his work. Yeah. Anyway. Love Actually. So good. Oh, yeah, Liam Neeson be my dad. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, let's, let's, let's get to the AMA. Okay. Okay. We've aggregated some questions. Well, I guess not to ask now, me anything. They ask me like specific questions. Yeah, I guess so. We aggregated some some answer some questions. And what we're going to do is if we don't answer your question here and you asked it on Facebook or Instagram, we're going to make every effort to go back and answer those questions just by typing them out. But just because of time constraints, we can't answer every question. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. I'm going to start with some Instagram questions. This one comes from Colby McConney 11. It says, did you ever get tired of doing the Marvel movies? There were so many of them. God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> phase two got a little rough. Oh, phase, um, I mean, even in phase three, like by the, time, by the time he came around talking to Doctor Strange, I was just like, I'm so done with Marvel movies. Yeah. But yeah, by the end of phase two, by the time we did um, Age of Ultron or by Guardians, I was like, Ant-Man, whatever it is, I was I was done. I was done with Marvel. And we took a break yeah. there. Like, we did do other movies at that point, because I was like, I can't talk about another Marvel movie. But but on the flip side of that, after going through that Crucible, I have such a higher appreciation for Marvel film that, like, it hurt me to my core that I didn't genuinely love Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp just wasn't that good. I know it wasn't, but, like, I felt, like, insulted by the fact that it wasn't that good. <laughs> Like, I left that theater and I was like, I'm going to have to explain to people how Marvel was able to make this movie that wasn't that good because I'm known as somebody that talks about Marvel and people are going to be mad at me that this wasn't good. Um, I had I had a different thought about that. I was just like, I was right. This movie was BS. They should not have made it. I, it wasn't BS. They definitely should have made it. Could have made it better. I'm actually interested in seeing it again. Um, oh, Colby McConnell. The the ones are else. Yeah, Colby McConnell, but the ones are else. I got but yeah, you, no, I mean... It, Talk about any movie for 12 straight weeks or any any group of movies for 12 straight weeks. You'll get bored of talking about them, I promise. Like, to do a thing I, like this. I got more worn out doing Harry Potter. That's because you just binged read all the Harry Potter movies or books while we were doing it. Yeah, I was. So your whole life was Harry fed Potter. Fed up. 
<laughs> and we did two a week. And that made it a lot harder than one a week. And we got it over faster. It was like a Band-Aid. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if I could have done a whole episode on Sorcerer's Stone. Most of them, we did like a whole episode on the first one. And then like a quarter of an episode. I definitely couldn't one. done couldn't have done a full episode on Chamber of Secrets. No. I do love that book, like, though. This movie Holy is crap. so meh. Yeah. All right. Next question. Goth subgenre wants to know, will you ever talk about horror movies? People ask us this a lot. And like, there are plenty of horror movie podcasts out there. Yeah, I'm, I have very little interest in talking about horror movies with the exception of maybe like a one-off to talk about like Get Out or Quiet Place, like a really good critically acclaimed horror film. But as far as like general horror movies go, I have no interest and you will not change my mind about that. Like I'm, I don't have any interest in jump scares. It's not, they're not fun. I don't get why people like those movies. And then like gory slasher movies, like whatever. I don't have much to say about them. Like they're cool. You know, I, the, the Halloween movies or whatever, Friday the 13th, all those movies, they're, they're whatever. Like, I just, I don't think there's much of a conversation to be had about most of them is the thing. Yeah. And like, I've and seen some is, great I don't ones. know how to have that conversation. Like Stephen King wrote and made a lot of good movies. Oh, people have asked us to talk about it. And that would be another sort of one-off that I would be potentially interested in, either the classic or the new one, which I understand wasn't that good. Um, but I don't know. I'm just not, like, I'm just not interested in horror movies. And I don't think, this is the same as people often ask us uh, to talk about Halloween movies, like um, Hocus Pocus or Night Before Christmas. And I have zero oh. So Interest. my problem with horror movies is that people, for people that like horror movies, it's a freaking pissing contest. It's just like, oh, what you you jumped one time during Paranormal Activity. You're such a wuss. Yeah, you're not real. It's like you're a, not a real movie fan. You don't really like horror movies. I'm like, no, I don't. And it's a movie specifically designed to make me jump. Yeah. It, on a very low budget. I got got, dude. Like, sorry. Yeah. So I just, a lot of the conversations surrounding horror movies like that, I'm not interested. And I get that that's not all horror movies, but those are the horror movies that they've made for the last 20 years. Right. And there is some nuance coming, you know? I would say, but there's now also I'm going to add to my It's list. like they just made The Nun. Like the, oh, yeah, that looked terrible. The seventh installment in The Conjuring series or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can blame Marvel for everybody making a universe. But, um, but yeah, like, I would be willing to talk. It, A Quiet Place, Get Out, and I Am Legend. I Am Legend is not a horror movie. I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but it, I mean, it's like a zombie night jump scare Zombie movies thing. and horror movies are a different thing. It's not Zombieland. No, but it's it has more in common with Zombieland than it does with Friday the 13th. Can I amend it and just put in one of the Cloverfield options? Cloverfield, also not a horror movie. I don't know. See, this is the thing. I'm not good enough. Cloverfield is kaiju. Movies. I know. Also, I am always interested in found footage movies, even if they're horror yeah. movies. Like, I've watched Quarantine a couple times, and it's bad. Like, it sucks. Like, it's a terrible movie. Nobody can act, but I still love it. You know what movie? You did a review recently, and uh, you wrote about a found footage film, and I, I was reading the review, and it almost looked like you forgot about Chronicle. I did not forget about Chronicle. I love Chronicle. Chronicle. I, I can so never good. forget about Chronicle. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm constantly I, I just, thinking I, about Chronicle. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> I didn't think as many people had seen Chronicle or are familiar with Chronicle as Cloverfield. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the movie that I was referencing was Project X, but that was so bad. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what that is what you were talking about. Well, anyway, that's a no to the horror movies question. I mean, it's a it's a it's a soft maybe. Yeah, it's definitely not going to become our our primary focus on this show. No, and there are plenty of podcasts that are devoted to because there are so many horror movies. Yeah, like and in any given week, like most of the movies that come out are horror movies. Yeah, because they're easy to make. Right on cheap budgets, you don't have to have real actors like. It's cheap suspense. Like you go know, it's like, look through look through what uh, everything that's available on Redbox and like seventy five percent of it is bad horse. Yeah, it's whole notes on strings, man. Yeah, it's like I spit on your grave eleven. 
<laughs> All right, I have another question, Ethan. Uh, this comes from our friend Isaac. Over at Watson we were videos. just talking about. I know, I love him. He says, after one year of making stuff online, what is the most important piece of advice for aspiring creators? Here's my thing. If you attend the Tyler Carlin School of Content Creation, this is the lessons you will learn. This isn't this. There are people who have done it and succeeded without following these lessons. But if you follow these lessons, you have a better chance of succeeding. One, pick, like, make a schedule and stick to it Two, work with somebody else you're gonna like you need a you need a accountability partner whether they're a fellow creator or whatever three play to your strengths when ethan and i started this i was editing the show and ethan was doing promotion it didn't make any sense at all we switched roles and it made a lot more everybody sense. was happier the show did better like <laughs> everything went better our whole brand just tripled overnight <laughs> it was amazing yeah the episodes sound uh, better our promotion is better like we, and we did it because we were like well we're gonna get out of our comfort zones and like we were already out of our comfort zones by going on the internet and uploading a podcast for anybody in the world to listen to forever right and then and the fourth, and I think this this sort of is the the biggest thing for us is the biggest lesson we've learned is to ask for what you want. Yeah, that was th actually originally a joke, yeah. which is hilarious because it became the best advice we ever got. Right, like this isn't your day job where if you ask the wrong question, your boss is gonna get mad and you're gonna get fired or whatever crazy anxiety spiral you have like the literal worst thing that can happen is somebody says nah right like suppose we had sent an email to to you isaac and we were like hey isaac would you like to a guest on the show we're going to be talking about whatever we talked about with isaac what did we talk about harry potter oh right we're gonna be talking about harry potter we'd love to have you on the show uh, we know you've got good opinions and literally the worst thing that could have happened is he responded and said i'm sorry i don't collaborate with other creators like that right and it's like oh okay on to the next thing yeah and we had that happen a couple times where people either just didn't respond or just were like nah i can't really fit in my schedule or not really my my thing brah and it's just you got to put it down and say okay sweet and that even extends to the money thing like this podcast doesn't make a ton of money but like right when we first started we shot an email to monster and said will you sponsor our show and sort of just seeing what would happen not expecting a positive result not expecting them to say yes but you, they can't say yes you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take so we shot them an email yeah. and to our surprise they responded like two months later and said not even two months would, not even it was two, like it was three days quick. yeah they responded and said we'd love to sponsor your show however we only work with content creators producing extreme sports content it was something along those yeah, lines it was there's a certain type of criteria we look for and we're like okay cool so we're not working with monster so we're not working, working with monster. rock star energy we did the whole rock star <laughs> thing for a while every week yeah, we're like what kind of rock star are you drinking this week yeah we're not working with rock star i'm not a rock star months no i, I haven't had a, mock, a rock star since probably I, I think i remember the last rock star i had it was like it was like pink cotton candy flavored yum uh, no, it was terrible. It was terrible. Sorry. It just ended up being awful. And that was like the last time I had a rock star. I was like, nah, can't do it. I was on my way home for like Thanksgiving last year, Christmas, one and or then, two. And then all of a sudden you were like, you know what? We're going back to... I was like, I liked Monster in the first place. <laughs> I ironically <laughs> stopped drinking Monster. Right. Yeah. Um, but, my, but yeah, those, those are my force. Do, yeah. do you have any advice? I mean, it's all in the same lines. The, the most important thing in creation that I've learned is you, you just really you just got to do it. Oh, like, that, that's a big one. Like you just got to do it. You can sit around and make test episodes all you want but you gotta post one yeah and that was the thing is we gave ourselves one bad test episode rewrote the script redid the format changed everything and said all right well we're just gonna we're gonna put this one out we'll yeah, follow we'll follow a movie we'll follow a line we can make a product that is good enough to put out and yeah that's that's the other thing and just to build on that is like if you're not like an artist or an art person and you never really delved into creative fields even if you're putting out like a news podcast or a political podcast what you're putting out is a piece of art and 
as soon as you start creating art, you run into the question of like, when is art finished? It's not. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. And it, like, it just isn't. You can always edit it more. You could have re-recorded it and had better mics. You could have, you know, found a more interesting guest. You could have publicized it more. You, there's so many things you could always have done more, but putting it out is worth so much more than yeah, the, not. The biggest out. mistake you can make is just not doing it. Right. It's saying, I'm going to be okay with what I've done so far. And that's just as good as it's going to get. And you put it out. And I say, I say take an entry level career position approach to it is, you know, if if you go right now and you start working at Wells Fargo as a personal banker, you won't get a day of vacation until your until after your first anniversary. So you don't get to t- like if you set a schedule and say we're going to upload every Thursday like we did, you don't get a week off. Yeah. Period. Yeah, well, I mean, we could take a week off right now. Yeah, and and we're not I would to, feel okay but... with that. But I mean, like, say you know, Christmas rolled around and we were like, you know what, guys, we're just not going to upload this week. Um, hope you understand, family life has just gotten crazy. I would feel okay with that. Yeah. But had we done that last Christmas, it would have been a bad. Move. Yeah, it would have been a bad move because Ty was going on his honeymoon, and we we're like, well, we got to replace him. Yeah, so we did a we had a guest. Yeah, we had a guest. But that would be my answer to that. Ah, right, you just got to do it. That's the most important thing is to get up every day and do it, whatever it is. Like, it's not your first your first thing you do is not going to be good. Yeah, and that's okay. Like, you can be talented it all you want and that's great and and the talent will certainly help it will certainly help but the like if you try to go make a podcast the first podcast you make is going to suck yeah the second and third and, and fourth you know, and fifth ones you make are probably going to suck too like our, right. our Ours, early episodes are probably bad. sucks <laughs> our early episodes yeah. are bad like straight up and i'm not apologizing for it at all we made the episodes we had to make to make the episodes we now make yeah that i think are a lot better yeah and they're getting better every week and i'll say this I felt like leading up to today, it felt like, I don't know, when I woke up today and we had our, our one year celebration last night, we're having another one tonight. It felt like we went from, wow, we've really grown this thing a lot to let's tighten our community and the room just feels so much bigger. It feels like there's so much room to grow. Yeah. You know, did you have the same feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I, I never, until last night, I had always, I knew about our fan base. I never understood our fan base and like what the show means to people. Yeah. And that was a great experience. And it, and it it truly like no this is not the biggest show in the world we don't have the most listeners by any means but i i don't by any means think that we are unsuccessful so far i think that we had an amazing first year i did too and a, we had a goal of you know a, a certain number and we broke it by about 20 percent. right and a lot of shows have better first years and that's things you can't compare yourself to anyone else oh of course not. nobody I mean, is doing your journey like right yeah I, we if we looked at you know dax shepherd's podcast he probably had more downloads on his first day than we did in our first year yeah definitely and it's like you cannot beat yourself up over something like that like you only get whatever your notoriety is walking into it right you gotta and you gotta just get up and say okay well that's not me today but that's going to be me if that's what you want right yeah anyway so moving on to our next question this comes from tori from twitter but this was on instagram tori star 10 she said what's been the most exciting achievement that's a weird question i mean it's not a weird question but it's like achievement feels like it's done it's definitely not done I think about, you know, there's not a lot of measurable achievements. There was, you know, when we hit our goal number, which was really, really exciting. I did not expect that to happen. Yeah, when we hit our um, goal number and it wasn't yesterday. It was a really good feeling. Right. It was like a month ago. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, create. I think this is going to sound weird, but the, the most translated achievement, like transitively that has come out, I think was hitting $500 on disc, on Patreon. Okay, fair enough. Is that a statistic we want to share? Or? Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. Um, I, I say that because that meant that our Discord server was of a certain size, that our community really felt like it was moving, and it really felt like people believed in us. Um, 
you know, that we were putting out a product that made a difference in people's lives. Yeah, that, that meant something to the people that were listening to it. Right, that we were putting our time and effort in and people were putting their, their time into to listen to. And then as a result, we're saying, you know, this is a product of value. Right, this is and something that's even worth something to us. Right, even though you're giving it away for free, I want to show you that it's valuable to me. Right. And that was, you know, that that was a number. I I think our first year goal for Patreon was like 100 bucks. Yeah. Right? We honestly did not expect yeah. anything. Uh, yeah, I did not expect Patreon to work. We weren't even going to make it until we had like a certain amount of listens. Right, and then... And then uh, we went to... We went to DC Podfest, which was we could not have done the show without DC Podfest. Oh man, yeah. If you need, if, if you're still looking for advice on how to get started, like, absolutely go ahead and start making your thing. But if there's an opportunity to network with other people who are making the same kind of thing, yeah, go. Like we had just put up like episode seven when we went to yeah. DC Podfest. Not even, yeah, like episode six a, or seven, yeah, because it was humble. It was the end of the first month. And yeah. it wasn't even humbling because, like, yeah, there was a solid chance that we already had more listeners than most of the people in that room. Yes. But it wasn't like we didn't learn anything. No, because there was also people in that room that were way further in their journey than we were. Right. And because we, we went in there kind of feeling like we had it figured out. Like, oh, man, this has done better in the first month than we ever thought possible. Like, that, Which is weird because... We didn't really have any expectations going into the first day. I think we had like 150 downloads on the first day. It was 143. 143. Yep. On the first day, I remember going. And that's three episodes out in one day. Yeah, huge numbers. I remember going to sleep and thinking, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and it's either going to be like six downloads and like, you know, my mom is listening to it or it's going to be 30,000. Yeah, and, and then it wasn't 30,000 and we had to we had to learn to adjust to what it was. Right. And all of a sudden what it was started to feel a lot bigger than, than, what, it, than what it was. You know what I mean? Right. It, it started to feel like, important and it is important right. it is super important there were days when like six people downloaded the show yeah i don't think we've had a zero day since we started no. though no we haven't uh and that's and and now i mean it's been we we had 143 downloads on our first day and it has been months since we had a day that low yeah like over a quarter i'm looking i can actually tell you the last time it was that low oh, so not over a quarter well it is the tomorrow when this comes out, it'll be over a quarter. It was August 1st, 135 downloads. Dang, fair enough. Oh, I guess maybe not tomorrow. This is showing all of August through. Yeah, so August 1st. So it'll be over the a The first quarter. day of the, right. yeah. First day of, no, first day of August. Whatever, I don't know. Words and stuff. This shows August 1st to as far right. as we've gone. So it October. shows last three months. what this is showing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, August 1st was the last day that was that low. And, and and I remember it being a long time for us to even hit that mark again. Oh yeah, it was until Ben Carlin came on the show in December, like three months later. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, so this, the, the first year has just been a, a giant lesson in managing your expectations. Yeah. And it turns out when you manage your expectations, uh, it feels a lot better when you break your expectations. Yeah. That happened constantly. It's like we, we had to adjust our goals over and over and over again. I would say, yeah, it, it took till about the, the four to six month mark before we were able to say, okay, if we keep trending in this direction, we'll end the year at this number. What's our goal? Yeah. And I think it was like, if we keep trending in this direction, we'll end at 25,000. Let's shoot for 50. Yep. And we beat 50. Yeah. And I mean, we obviously didn't do it alone. We had a lot of help from a lot of great people and we continue to receive a lot of help from a lot of great people. And like our Discord community is so strong. Our Facebook community, I love those people. Like I love everyone that listens to the show. And and we like, it would be stupid not to mention that we honestly would not be where we are without the support and guidance of the Super Carlin. Brothers. Right. Absolutely not. You know, we'd be, we'd be nowhere. Well, we wouldn't be nowhere. But we'd not be where, we, where are. we are. And it's been an excellent kickstart, and we could not have done it without them. Yeah, so thank you, Ben and Jonathan. And everybody they introduced us to and put us in contact with, like, Seamus and Isaac and all these other people. And Brizzy, honestly. Yeah. Um, and Tessa and everybody. Yeah. So thank you, Ben and Jonathan. Like, honestly, we would not be here without you guys. Uh, next question. Unless you had a different achievement you wanted to talk about. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, for me, the best achievement was, like, last night. Oh, do you want to talk about that? It was just, well, so. Do you want to, like, say what happened? I think it's fun to just say 
give like a yeah summary of the evening. So our I guess it's they were they were all Discord people. Yeah, that that this is a Discord server. Yeah, yeah. that arranged this. Um, and I mean I don't think that was and my wife. Yeah, and your girlfriend. Well, they're they're Discord people. That's true, but they don't pay. <laughs> no, but that's not the point. <laughs> they know these other people because of Discord. Right. Um. But yeah. So. Uh, our, my girlfriend and Ty's wife told us that they were taking us out for dinner last night to celebrate. And I was just, we, you know, seemed like a cool little thing. We're just going out, have a little double date, the four of us, maybe crack a bottle of champagne, have some fun. You know, so this is exactly the plan. Sounded like yeah, a good I time. Was, I was like, cool, awesome. We'll get the shrimp and grits. Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do it upright. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we got there and like Tyler's entire family was there and my parents were there. I don't have brothers, so... That's the only reason there were more of them. Um, right. If I had brothers, I'm sure they would have been there. I would hope. I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, but yeah, so our, our families were there and, and and Jordan and her sister were there. And it was just a huge surprise walking in this room and seeing a bunch of people because I was like, oh, yeah, you got us bamboozled. Like, oh, it's a big dinner with everybody. And then like things just kept happening and Discord made us a video. And it's like a, this beautiful eight minute long, like, we're so happy that you guys make the show. This is the way you've affected me over the last year. And it was it was so many people. It was such an emotional experience. And they got us these beautiful director's chairs that we had said we wanted a while back, and it just didn't end up being in the budget. We, you know, we found other things to, to spend the money on and to help give that back to the community. Um, and it was just really the first time that I, I kind of felt that connected to our community, and that it was yeah. our community and not like we were an offshoot of someone else's community. Right. Right. And it, it was definitely tough early on to not feel like, because early on, a lot of our listeners only listened to because they knew me through Super Carlin Brothers. Right. Um, and that was a huge, I'm sure it was a huge ego check for Tyler and, and, and for me as well. And I definitely had my moments where I was like, man, you know, he doesn't even need me. He doesn't need to just shoot. He'd be so much better if he just did a podcast with his brothers and like... But that's not what this. That's not what we're creating, and that's not the show we made. Right, and there, but there were there were moments where it was hard not to think like that. But that was early on. I mean, like for the past few months, the past six months, it's just been this incredible outpouring of support. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Last night, I felt I felt like we really had a community that we're building. Yeah, and it's you know some of these people may have come from there, but not everyone did. You know, a lot of people don't even watch their content. They yeah. were just referred from friends, and a lot of people love both. <laughs> we got a new member to the Facebook group this morning, and it asked when you join the Facebook group those of you that haven't joined the Facebook group hey what are you doing um, it's free just join it it's it is, great it is free it is absolutely like, we, free it's, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but it asks you to tell us how you heard about Bitcoin Eggs when you click to join and, and his reason was my best friend is obsessed there you go and I don't Welcome. know who that person is or their best friend but we're we're about to be best friends we are about to be best because you're in Facebook friends. now but that was just such a like waking up to that was the first thing I saw when I woke up this morning I was like oh, that's really sweet I'm, I'm obsessed with your best friend too yeah um, but yeah, so that's that's an exciting achievement. And they got us the director's chairs with custom. They got in touch with Vaishan. It does our graphics, graphite.vmb on Instagram. And uh, they got special. They, they adjusted the logo so that mine says bacon and yours says eggs. And our names are there where it normally says Movie Lovers Podcast. Right. And uh, Oh, man, the name change, cool. too. What? The name change. Oh, the name change of the show? Yeah. From Bacon and Eggs to Bacon and Eggs and Movie Review Podcast. Now Bacon and, Be- bacon and Eggs and Movie Lovers Podcast. Yeah. yeah. We changed. Oh, the we name did change twice. the name twice. Uh, that was a that was a reality check, and we'll get into a couple of questions that ask about the name. Um, okay, well, but, then we'll get to that then. Well, I just wanted to say that was one of the things at DC Podfest that we learned was that like if you are not already absurdly famous, it is okay to have a name that tells people what you do. Right. You don't need some vague, cool, mysterious name. Yeah. So that's why we changed the name. 
In case anybody's curious. Yeah, we learned a lot at DC Podfest. Uh, we started the Facebook group because of DC Podfest. We started Patreon because of DC Podfest. We stopped worrying about yeah. trying to get ad money because of DC Podfest. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, this next question, do you have it pulled up? I'm going to skip the next question because we've already talked about it. Yeah, um, pulled up. I'm going to move on to some Facebook questions. Nathaniel Millers asks, what were your biggest challenges this year in both the podcast and your personal life? Hmm. I mean, I've been through my fair share of challenges in my personal life. Uh, Since starting the podcast, I've gotten married, changed jobs, and then lost that new job. Um, so those those have all been pretty big challenges I've dealt with. Obviously, marriage is a challenge in a totally different way than losing your job, but it's, it's definitely different. Uh, my wife adjusting to the podcast took some time. She was not as immediately in love with it as I was, understandably so. Yeah, I do want to take a quick second to to give a shout out to uh to to Emily and Katie both on behalf of us for putting yeah. up with us doing this for the last year. Yeah. I, I know why you were upset that I was up till two in the morning editing a podcast that 20 people were listening to. I get it. And I, I hope that last night brought some kind of reality for them as well as as like, this is, you gave us the time to do it and this is what we did with the time that you gave us. Right. And and, and not only that, it, to me, last night communicated not only that, you know, our, our fans were really there for us, but really that, that Emily and Katie were there for us and that, you know, it's been a hard first year doing this. Yeah. It's the hardest it's the hardest time to do it because editing a podcast when you've never done it before takes a lot longer than editing a podcast when you've done it a hundred oh, times yeah. <laughs> oh, the only thing out. that slows me down from doing it now is the fact that i just don't like i don't dedicate my time to it right is i'll be like listening and just like sitting around on my phone just like i missed everything that just happened in the last five minutes i gotta go right. do that again <laughs> yeah so like yeah I, I've, I've got it down to a science now it's not even something i really think about it's kind of like autopilot we occasionally right. run into challenges because we are using audacity um because we decided early on that audacity was a feature that is like unique to audacity is going to be part of our sound yeah. which means that now we use audacity and it is a terrible program i liked audacity when i was editing but i'm also not the the best editor well it's not even as bad for editing it's just it breaks all the time yeah it is not a perfect it is not a perfect uh situation there but i challenges in my personal life i've been pretty blessed i would say the last 12 months have been probably the best 12 months of my life as far as like the overall happiness quotient of me goes Mm -hmm. because like in the last 12 months i've done a lot of things out even outside of the show it's like i've been on two different tours with my band we're about to go on a third um here at the end of this month and yeah i've done a lot of stuff with that i've done a lot of stuff with my girlfriend and i i had a lot of fun with my job you know we went to the dominican republic we did stuff like that um and then I ended up leaving that job on pretty amicable terms, which was good. I mean, I, you know, moved back home so that I can help focus more on, on the music and, and the podcast as well as things like that. So I, as far as challenges in my personal life, I haven't had a whole lot. I've been very blessed this year that like nothing major has happened in my family, uh, particularly. You know, there was a while where it's like somebody who I cared about died like every six months. Right. And that hasn't happened in a while, so we're all good. As far as that goes, uh, Kate and I are doing really well. So as far as challenges in my personal life, and I'm not like sitting here trying to brag. I know that you've had some struggles this year, but is this show has helped to make this probably the best year of my life, the last 12 months. Well, the show definitely helps. The show brings me more joy than most things. Most things, yeah. yeah. Not to discount anything or anybody else that I do. It's just, We're talking about the show because we're on the show right now, and the show is awesome, and I love it. Yeah. As far as challenges with the podcast... I don't feel like there was that many. Yeah, no, there hasn't really been any barriers for us to overcome or anything. It's like nobody's trying to stop us from doing it. We don't really even have any negative comments. Yeah. Like, no, it's been and, and that's part of the sailing. Yeah. Like part of the thing with podcasts, as opposed to other mediums of like online creation, like YouTube is like 
there's not really like a comment feature on most podcasters. So like it's harder for people to be mean to us. You can be. I mean, we have the YouTube videos up there. If you want to go in there and tell us that we're full of crap for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I mean, go for it. But like there's you been You go right ahead. I'll probably respond in a way that makes you look like a bad person, but like <laughs> There's been very little of that. Like the only time people seem to reach out to us is to tell us how great we're doing. Yeah. And that's been amazing. So it really hasn't been a lot of challenges. Yeah. I'd say really the only thing uh I would say that the biggest challenge with the podcast is time management between the podcast and the rest of my personal life. Right. Because it isn't... There are times where I over-invest time in it. Yeah. And under-invest time Yeah, there's it. definitely... It's a, it's a give and take. And just finding a place for it in your life is, is the toughest thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a good question. Yeah. Thank you, Nathaniel. Uh, I'm going to skip this one. Carter Dvorak asks, will you ever release the scrapped pilot that you've mentioned before? Uh, no. No. Absolutely not. Uh, it's gone, but yeah. uh, even if I it wasn't... I don't think we even have the files. But even if it wasn't, it was... It's not even an episode. Like We stopped it's, halfway it's, through and said, okay, that was garbage. Right. And it just wasn't good. It's, like, like this is one of those things where I feel like, you know, somebody might say, I would listen to you read grocery lists. But this is like, if I read a grocery list of just awful things, <laughs> like... <laughs> Like if I just said moist over and over and over again. Right. It, I mean, it was it was truly bad. Yeah, it no, just didn't even make any sense. It. Right. Uh, Pixels asks, is there a movie you refuse to do? I've got one. Do you got one? Um, A movie I refuse to do. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of movies yeah, I refuse like, to do. Like I'm never going to review Buckaroo Banzai. Um, what a weird choice. Well, I'm just thinking of something that recently became quasi pop culture, but is also just like the somebody asks later on. Actually, it's the next question. How we pick the movies we review and... Part of that is like there needs like a movie needs a certain level of notoriety before we're going to spend an entire two hours talking about it. Right, movie review. So what's your movie? Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, Hard Pass. Hard Pass. Take a, that's take one a that I can see people one. requesting and me saying no to. I also wouldn't do Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a lot that I wouldn't do for various reasons. Like uh, oh, uh, Bridesmaids. You wouldn't do I Bridesmaids? will never watch Bridesmaids. You ever watched nope, it? I won't ever watch it ever. Oh. Flat out refuse. Hard yeet. Hard yeet. Yep, it's just not gonna happen. And uh, I'm gonna get questions like what? Why would you watch Bridesmaids? Don't worry about it. It's just really honestly none of your business. That is between uh, me and God. <laughs> uh, moving on to Discord questions. Itzel asks, how do you pick the movies you'll review? Uh, we just kind of touched on this a little bit. We It's I mean, a complicated movies, process. Yeah, we pick movies we like. We pick movies that are... Is, is topical the right an, the right word I'm thinking yeah. of here? So here's how it went, sort of. Let me, let me look through the episodes. I can kind of give you the rundown on how all of these have come about. So we started with Iron Man, and we we're like, okay, we're going to do all the Marvel movies up to Black Panther. And there... There was, yeah, and that was an agreement that, like, if we get to Black Panther and we hate doing this, we're just going to stop. stop, yeah. Um, so we did all the Marvel movies. We got through phase two, and we were like, okay, so we've got this many weeks till Black Panther comes out. We should, the last movie we review before Black Panther should be Thor Ragnarok. Like, we should start phase three up with enough weeks left to get us to Black Panther. Right. So we had to come up with some stuff in between. Um, obviously, we did The Last Jedi because, wow, The Last Jedi, huge Star Wars movie came out. Why would we not do that? And right, then it was that was the first new movie. And then it was Christmas, and we did Christmas movies, and we did three weeks of Back to the Future because Ty had never seen Back to the Future. Yeah, and we that was our first guest with both of us, and Nate was a huge Back to the Future guy, and it was just kind of like a that was actually a moment where we said, how do we break away from only doing films that Super Carlin Brothers discusses? Right, and um, and that was sort of the thought process there. So we put it to Twitter and had two trilogies that Ty had never seen, which was Back to the Future and Indiana Jones, and uh, Twitter picked Back to the Future. Yes, and then. 
then so we did those. What? So we oh did yeah, those. we did those. So we did the rest of the Marvel movies after that, and then we were pretty much just like, okay, um, well, we just did Marvel. Uh, now what? And we had already done Star Wars, so we did Star Wars again. Yeah, so we did the rest of Star Wars. Uh, we stopped there in the middle and did uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail in preparation for Ready Player One, and then Ready Player One because we were super excited about it because it's one of our collaborative favorite books. Yeah, we did all of Star Wars, and then um, Scott Pilgrim, I guess. I don't remember how that did happen. I guess we were just like, yeah, let's watch that one because there's yeah, we definitely love that movie. And especially more recently, there are definitely moments where we'll be like, ah, we need a movie for next week. And we'll just text each other and be like, hey, what should we do? Yeah. And like the last five have all been like back to school movies. Right. And so that's um, when we, yeah, we did Harry Potter and then we started to get a little topical. We did The Summer at Sea uh, with Titanic and Jaws and Pirates. And then we did Back to School for five weeks. Wait, we just finished one, Back two, to School and then, uh, four, five. yeah, five. And then moving forward, uh, like next week, we're doing Transformers, which is, uh, which may become a tradition for the first movie of the year. I don't know. We're talking about it but that was the first movie ethan and i watched together that made us love movies um the week after that we're doing wonder woman because that's just when the crossover timing works uh then we've got two weeks we haven't decided and then we're doing toy story for the first three weeks of november and then crimes of grindelwald for thanksgiving and then to christmas time we'll probably do something christmas related and some other stuff other yeah things. who knows we don't have anything planned out past Grindelwald, but yeah, that's sort of how we pick movies. And it, a lot of it has to do with like, we'll hit up Facebook, we'll hit up Discord, or we'll hit up Twitter and be like, what do you guys like want from us? Yeah. And there is a delicate balance between, I, I don't want to say we know better than the fans because that, that sounds wrong, but we do know what we're going to have better chemistry about discussing right. than people that aren't us. And like 75% of the suggestions we get are not, they don't feel serious. Right. Um, it's like, can you, yeah. can you review the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic movie? No. Like, okay, thanks, man. I appreciate you suggesting it. I appreciate your love for My Little Pony, but no. So, yeah, there's there's a couple things we have hard nose on, but, like, for the most part, there's stuff we'll get to when we get to, you know, we've kind of we're avoiding doing another big series for a while because we did so many in the first year. Yeah. Well, moving on to the next question, Pepper asks us, uh, what is your most used emoji? And I was figuring we could turn this into a game. Can you guess my most used emoji? And I'm kind of embarrassed as to what it currently is. Um, Can I guess your most used emoji? It's not the eggplant. It's not the eggplant. Um, is it the, the like crying laughing face? It is. It is. I'm so embarrassed about that. I, I can do better. You do overuse it a little bit. Oh no. Okay. What do you think mine is? The coffin? No. What? Oh, I don't know. You're in like a, you're in like a punk band called Drop the Girl. Yeah. I don't, coffin's not even in my top whatever. Crying laughing emoji is one. I'm looking through our texts. You never use emojis when you talk to me. Crying laughing emoji for me is 23. I've, I'm looking through, I've gotten all the way back to yesterday at 1.13 PM. You have not used a single emoji. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of texts for those that don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You never use emojis. You uh, don't use any emojis either. I know. I noticed that as well. Uh, Ethan's most used emoji. Upside down smiley. No. No, it is not. But you're you're close. Okay. It is the, uh, is it it? Is the like eye roll face. Oh, I should have gotten like, that. Ugh. I should have gotten that. I, sh- I, I should have known that. I do use that one a lot. I do. Who is Who just replied to me on Twitter? It's, oh, it's Matt's. That's name is insert bad Halloween pun. I love Matt. I do as well. I love his new picture. His new Abby. His old one's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pepper, what is your most used emoji? I bet it's, it's either, it's either the crying laughing face or just the straight up crying face. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's probably true. But I could say that for ninety uh, percent of white girls or the upside down smiley. Those are all great guesses. Uh, so Woodsell asked a bunch of questions. She said, "When you first started, did you think you'd still be doing this in a year's time?" We answered that. Uh, we said if we got to Black Panther, and we didn't want to keep going. We wouldn't. Uh, but I think we knew we were going to keep keep doing oh, it. Oh, I knew episode. I don't know, probably seven. Yeah, that we enjoyed it. Yeah, that's like what, even what if nobody really expect- listens, like this is therapeutic. Right. But there was definitely going to be a conversation about like if nobody listens by the time we do Black Panther, maybe we cut back on effort. Right. We definitely make it shorter and edit it less, and you know, all that. Right. But what were your expectations and hopes of downloads? Honestly, we we didn't have much. I had no um, idea what to expect. Because when we did the radio show in college, it was a big deal when like 20 people were listening at one time. Uh, so I expected about 20, maybe up to like 100 downloads. Um, we have exceeded everything I could have realistically hoped for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. I will say that sometimes when you get like a high profile guest on the show, you get it in your head that like this is going to be night, the day. They're, right. They're going to tweet about you and you're going to get a million downloads. And I can tell you right now, unless you have Jimmy Fallon on your show, it's not going to happen. Yeah. We just haven't gotten the right kind of guest. I'm not worried about it. We've gotten exactly the right types of guests for our show. No, but I mean the right types of guests to make that happen. I <laughs> right, think yeah. what would ha- what would need to happen is if we had a really high profile podcaster. Or Ellen. Yeah. But like what we've learned so far is that like people that watch YouTubers like to watch YouTube videos. Right. Like, because we definitely had those people who were like, well, this would be great if, if it wasn't a podcast. Right. But oh well. Yeah. No biggies. So like if we, we got... exceeded all of them. Yeah, if we got like Dax Shepard, yeah, we would huge. probably see some growth. Or Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, we did see growth with almost every guest. Oh, for sure, but it wasn't like without. Fail. It was never exponential, right? Uh, when you look back on your first episode, what do you think you've improved on the most? Literally everything. Yeah, I mean, our audio quality, our chemistry, yeah. our our ability to talk about everything. movies, our ability to be funny, everything. Yeah, um, that was one thing I will say. I feel like my knowledge as a film reviewer has grown a ton over the past year, both in terms of like what all there is to talk about and what is worth talking about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely accurate. And then I have one more question. Okay. And then I think we're going to wrap this up. Sounds good. Because we've been doing this for a little while. Uh, this comes from KT. She said, did you have any other names in mind for the show? I don't remember having any other names in mind. I feel like we came up with bacon and eggs and rolled with it. Because it was it was sort of the, you just got to come up with something and Yeah, and, and it was create. like, Ty was like, well, we named the show Bacon and Eggs when we were in college. Why don't we name it Bacon and Eggs? And I was like, sounds good. Yeah. The name, we, we picked the name before we decided on movies. And that was apparent until we changed it until to a movie review podcast. Thank you, DC Podfest. Thank you, yeah, for just telling us it's okay to invest in SEO. And, <laughs> and then we changed it to a movie lovers podcast. That was a me thing. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. I was just, I was proud of that one. Let I me be proud of that one. I'm letting I you know. Just felt like a felt like the right thing, man. Like we, because we're not like we're not cinemaholics. We don't don't have the most in depth reviews always, um, and we're not the best film reviewers. We're not trying to. We're not trying to pretend to be anything we're not. We're two dudes yeah, that playing to our yeah, strengths. We're two dudes that love movies. We do, and we make bacon and, and eggs. We don't even a movie lovers I don't podcast. Think, I see a lot of podcasts that describe themselves the same way. Maybe not with the exact same language, but like you'll read the description of a podcast, and it'll be like, "Welcome to the broadcast basement where John and Mike two film lovers discuss the week's greatest movies and then it's these two dudes that like fake it for an hour and a half and it's like i just don't feel i don't feel the need to fake it at all i feel like when we go on tangents it's fine and you know when we get back on track it's fine and we haven't tried to fake anything at any point i think there was a little bit of faking not faking but like sort of upping the ante to our enthusiasm towards the start oh yeah and And i think that was necessary at this point it's just muscle memory right like I could just I can come in and like be having the worst day ever and and do an episode and right. no one's noticed. Right. No one's 
I think we recorded the day I lost my job. I don't know. Anybody yeah, nobody's come after us and been like, well, not come after us, but nobody's even said like, wow, you guys sounded like you were kind of down this week. Yeah, no. And I, there's definitely been weeks. Usually they just say the jokes this week have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, there's definitely been weeks where it's like, you know, I go to record 7.30 on a Tuesday after Ty gets home from work or whatever, and I'm just like, ugh. And then it's fine. And then it's fine. Yeah. yeah he says, howdy, Yokes. And we're, we're good. It's on. Welcome back yeah. to Big M Night. Now. Uh, to close out this episode, Yokes, this one was for you. You know who we are. You know where to find us. Uh, but if you don't, for whatever reason, if this is your first time listening to the show and you'd like to listen to more, there are a ton of episodes. And if you want to find us on social media, the links for everything are in the description of wherever you are right now. Um, so just come find us and hang out. Yeah. Ultra big shout out to Vaishan Brandon of Graphite. Yeah. Who did all our logos. Yeah. From the very beginning, he's done all the graphics for our shirts, all our promotional stuff. The dude is a true talent. He's incredible to work with. Love the guy. Couldn't have done it without him. I mean, huge shout out to everyone who has helped us this year. You know, looking at all of our guests, big shout out to the Super Carlin Brothers, to the Cinemaholics podcast, to Seamus Gorman, to the rest of the Super Carlin Brothers staff, you know, Wheezy Waiter, Fantastic Geeks, The Bakey, Watso Videos, all of our friends who appeared on the show, uh, you know, Jim and Sam and Ines and Chris and... Uh, uh, Julia and Nate and Watso. That's everybody. I think right? he said Watso twice, but he he deserves it. Well, either way. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, huge shout out literally to everybody that's helped us out. We literally would not be here without you. And thank you so much to Ines and Rachel who moderate our Discord as well as... And our wives who are... And, and Emily and Katie who uh, have given us endless support and... Uh, and also Pixels, who moderates our Facebook group, is what I was trying to say after that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, Pixels. I just didn't want to leave her out. Too. Everybody that's helped us, like, we, we couldn't do this without any of you. There's, it, It's not like we have a staff, but there's so much that goes into making this happen. There that, is. Yes, we could do on our own, but that it's just made so much easier by the beautiful people in our lives. The volunteers. Yeah. The people that, that just literally make this doable. It's been a good year, man. It has been a good year. I'm excited to do another one. I'm not looking at slowing down at Whoa, all. Hold, hold anything, on. I'm looking at... We're doing another year? What? Yeah. Are you Hey, not? Siri, cancel all of my appointments for the next 12 <laughs> months. We're coming back, baby. We're back. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're doing it again. Round two. We year are. two. Bigger and badder. Bacon and eggs. A movie lover's podcast. Judgment day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And and until next time, you know. Every single week uh, this year, I have been Ethan Edgehill. He has been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, until Thursday, Ariva Durchi. Anyos.